Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Crazy Sexy Cool Podcast, Season 2. I'm Bethany, your host, and we have a fun episode this week, a special Mother's Day edition, where we dispel a few myths about motherhood. We talk about what would make verses really shine after watching Escape versus SWV. And we also give our mamas their flowers and discuss who our favorite celebrity moms are. So stay tuned, stay a while, kick it with us enjoy the show welcome back to las vegas host the crazy sexy cool podcast i'm bethany and we are a duo today i am joined by co-host elizabeth simmons today meek is traveling so she's not going to be able to join us if she does she might pop in we'll we'll see who knows but um today is mother's day so we've been busy busy bodies um i traveled this week meek traveled and liz what did you do for mother's day worked i was at work all day work spent time with other mothers and sisters and you know um boyfriend bringing their wives out in vegas to party have a good time real chill day nobody really popping bottles but a lot of champagne going around mimosas mother's day vibe well today um me and prince well actually i slept for as long as i could like i got up Mm -hmm. i fixed prince some breakfast you know responded to a bunch of happy mother's day texts and messages or whatever and then we went to the park. Uh, we had a picnic. Oh, uh, that's cute. 
Yeah, we roller skated a little bit, and um, then Prince went wild at the splash pad. He was, like, fully dressed. I was just sitting back like, shit, just do your thing. Because when I was a kid, like, I didn't get to do cool shit like that. My mom never took the time to, like, do a picnic or... If I was going to the park, it was because she was going to hang out with her homegirls at the park. Because where I'm from, in uh, Lexington, North Carolina, there was this big park called Finch Park. And they had, like, a baseball field where they would have like these cool baseball games and so while the adults are watching the baseball games or the softball games the kids is at the park just going ham so that was the only park experience I really had so I'm like just trying to give Prince like a different experience you know a nice scenic experience but just getting outside because you know last Mother's Day we were all in so couldn't really do shit. We didn't do anything at all actually. No actually I think the parks were still open but we still didn't do anything either. But the, but but the playgrounds weren't open. Like you couldn't That's like let the kids play on anything. So like you have to interact true. with the kids. <laughs> yeah, what was in that picnic basket for lunch? Girl, we got Chipotle. Ain't nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> it was real simple. Like, you know, Prince has a million allergies, so it's not many things he can have. And that was his first yeah. time having Chipotle. So I took a risk, like, Let's see what we can do. So he had the rice and chicken, and I added some corn to it, but I got all the jalapenos out of it so he wouldn't, like, go crazy once a pepper exploded in his mouth. Does and he like any spicy food? Like, nah, he doesn't like spicy food. No, he, yeah. he's not feeling it. But, I mean, I get it because I don't eat spicy food either, so it's not like he's ever really been exposed to it. But after he ate some of the chicken, he was like, okay, it tastes good. And then, like, two minutes later, he's like, my tongue is tingling. I'm like, that's probably just the spices. Like, it's just different. Yeah, he just has, like, a little like a little thing about possibly, like, having an allergic reaction to something new. But he ate it, and he killed my chips and guac. And, you know, mm-hmm. we skated and have a good-ass time. Like, it was a real chill day. But I'm going to be real, though. I would have preferred to do nothing. Right. Like, nothing i would like to stay home and stay in bed and do nothing that would be the dream mother's day for me but yeah. you know got to get up and be adults and <laughs> and i mean we don't get days off right there's, there's no, no day off, off. even on mother's day i saw a dad there and he had a bunch of kids with him i don't think they were all of his kids <laughs> bunch of kids yeah, he had a lot of kids, and they were like, some looked like Mexican, some were black. It was a black man. Some looked biracial. Uh, some looked like, you know, it was like a white kid with them. So like I'm daddy daycare. That he was like, you know what? I'm going to take all the kids with me. Y'all enjoy your Mother's Day. And I was like, oh, I wish I could have had that. But I can't complain because Prince was gone with my dad in New York for a whole week. He just got back yesterday. So, eh, I mean, I, I'm not going <laughs> to complain. It was just I would much rather not do anything i would like to have a day off from adulting working being doing mom shit like all of that i need a break because even when my son was in here i I was still doing hella shit so it's like you're taking care of things that mommies do like bills or if it's errands that we do to prepare for when they get back either way yeah because they have school groceries (laughs) got school yeah like i'm doing laundry now like the the dryer's going on right now, like, does it ever stop? No, don't take days off. (laughs) But I have some questions for you, and I'll answer some too. Um, It's a quick game of true or false, the motherhood edition. 
Because I feel like there's a lot of, I guess, like stereotypes and cliches when it comes to like being a mom. The first one, true or false, your child is the best thing that has ever happened to you. True. Okay. Why is she the best thing that's ever happened to you? My child is the best thing that ever happened to me is because she taught me how to be vulnerable. Um, she taught me how to be more in interacting with my feelings. At times I could be a lot of blunt with certain things in certain situations and how to love because growing up in my house, it was like, I know my mom loved me, but mom never said like, I love you or showed any type of affection or anything. So my daughter requires a lot of that. <laughs> like when I mean a lot of that, she required a lot of affection and she taught me how to be affectionate and loving. So She's the best thing that happened to me because she helped me entwine and tune with that side of me that I never even knew I can tap into. Okay. So, yeah. Um, what about for you? Yeah, true or false for you? Same question. Flip it on you. <laughs> right, right. Uh, is Prince the best thing that's happened to me? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to like, you know, play devil's advocate and say, well, yeah. if I was still, you know, childless, I could be doing X, Y, Z. But at the same time, he really just pulled up on me and showed me a whole lot about life and just opened my eyes, especially with him being so interested and intrigued by the solar system. Oh, yeah, which that is something boy so loves him, like, you know, he loves the solar system. <laughs> he but loves he, it. was just one day when he was like two, three years old, he showed me a video where they were doing like size comparisons of the planet. And, you know, we look at Earth as it's massive, like it takes us hours to fly across this country. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it takes like half half a day to fly to Asia or whatever. But you you sit here, you look at Earth as this massive planet. But then this video is showing me how small Earth is in comparison to everything else in this galaxy. And it really just made me sit back and just like say, okay, I think I'm taking life a bit too seriously when we are really insignificant in a way. Like, of course, our lives matter and, you know, our path and our destiny or whatever. But at the end of the day, we're all going to pass away at some point. Yeah. But what do you do in your time here on this tiny planet in this tiny body? I don't know. He just gave me a different perspective of life's meaning. And it's something about him being so obsessed with the solar system that just has transformed my way of thinking when it comes to life, period. Um, among him, Among him being a very compassionate and sweet child. But I feel like that was me. Mm-hmm. I, my mom was very um, strict. And I, I've told her to her face, like, she's she was a mean person. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, here comes this really sweet kid that just kind of, like, takes you aback and it's like oh I don't have to be so hard all the time I can be vulnerable oh. and soft and say I love you and give all the affection and hugs and kisses and all that good stuff so and our kids are still young like Prince is seven Lyric is six like you know yeah. we still are learning and growing and <laughs> we still we still we still we still learning them too and they, they're learning us as they get older yeah that was a good question. So the second question, getting back to your normal self after having a baby was easy. Absolutely false. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no. false. 
I feel like social media, I feel like social media has given like this false uh, sense of like this whole snapback shit that happens mm-hmm. after you have a baby and like two weeks later you got abs and shit and you just like back to, you know, free baby size and it's like, no, it's, and it's more, and it's more than that. Like it's, it's more than what your body looks like. Your brain has completely changed. Like, mm-hmm. I remember Prince was six months old, girl, and I could not even, like, dress myself. I couldn't do my makeup. I just couldn't pull my shit together. And I was so frustrated that I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to go anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. it really kept, kept yourself in the house. Up. Yeah. Yeah, no. What did, what, did, what did motherhood do for you, like, after you had Lyric? Like, how long did it take you to just pull your shit together? Honestly, it took me literally... I want to say in 2019 when I literally recognized back who the fuck I really was. And mind you, oh. we're six and she'll be seven this year. So it, it took a while. I didn't even know the whole what postpartum was exactly. And I could have been dealing with that literally right after and not noticing. But I was depressed. Not only was I depressed, it was like. The situation with me and her father afterwards was more a disconnect. So it made me, you know, not love myself in a way. Um, yeah. It, it, it made me disconnect who I was. I had to relearn what I liked again, my favorite colors. What you know, I, I never knew my Girl. favorite food. I didn't know who I was anymore, and it was it kind of blew my mind that it was like I thought I knew who I was, but. As I'm learning how to be a new mom, I'm also learning who the who I really am as well. So it, 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 that shit's definitely <laughs> fucking false. <laughs> like, and then like me, but it does help. You know, some people is different, but me going to the gym consistently and me being gym was more like therapy to me. Besides me looking good and getting back to where I was, it was more like a therapy session, and I've never had a therapy session. I would like to have a therapy sessions because there's it's still deep things that I need to deal with as far as like childhood and thing own things with my own mother. Um, but definitely um, that shit on the internet is fucking false. It's false. Okay. Speaking of, because you said like going to the gym was like your shit. That was your thing. So mm-hmm. true or false? We are selfish when we invest in our own needs, desires, and interests and hobbies. We are selfish. Mm. I'm going to say it's false yes. because, yes. goddamn it. Because, but it could be yes. It could be yes and no, though, if you think about it, right? It, because I, it's I like, guess it's, 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 it's different ways to look at it. Because, of course, like there are people who are out here using their free time to just like <laughs> do some reckless off. wild shit. Yeah, to fuck <laughs> off on some shit. Okay. Um, but at the same time, like when you. Like you said, after you had your baby, like you didn't know what your hobbies were, you didn't know what your favorite color were no. was. But um, but when we have to I-, I feel like to be a good mom, we have to take care of ourselves as far as like we have to do something selfish. But I just noticed so many moms like, um, I was trying to go shopping for myself and I ended up buying a whole bunch of stuff for the baby and I felt real, you know, selfish. I felt real bad when I was picking something oh, yeah. out for myself. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I remember mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, like, so the you fuck treat what? Yourself. <laughs> you got to treat you, yourself. Like, you got you to treat yourself. To make yourself feel good. Yeah. Rather it's like, rather it's like 
going to the gym, getting your nails done every night, like anything in that sort. Like, you're right. You're absolutely right. You have to take care of self because it's like, if you're not, you're not, if self is not taken care of, how do you have enough energy to give to your child? You have zero energy to give to your child. Like, there's no way now that I can, I could have been just so depressed that much where like, okay, I got to get everything the lyrics. So I'm just supposed to be wearing shit from like five years ago. Not happening. (laughs) (laughs) oh i gotta buy everything i mean i know kids change clothes every season they're expensive but like you dog you can't just nah (laughs) yeah yeah i mean of, of course we've seen examples of you know mothers being selfish but at the same time i tried to apply some sort of grace like this is probably like her first night, like doing something for herself, and she just wild the fuck out. Because yeah. I've seen it at the pool. We were working, like it was um, a woman. She had had a baby. I think she said that her child was like seven months old, and it was her first like time away from her baby. And when mm-hmm. I tell you, she blacked out, drunk at the pool. She and- was like, "I'm falling the fuck." <laughs> yeah, she like she went in, and I was like, "You know what?" I get it. Like, yep. This is like my one time to get out and do your thing. You gotta, you gotta let loose. You got to. At the same time, people will always give you shit for doing that. It's like, yo, you gotta. And I used to look at certain things, like even certain things that I've did, like if it was um, too sexual, like I'm a mom now, I can't do shit like this. Like, you know, I can't wear shit like this. I'm a mom. But now I'm like, I don't give (laughs) Like, I wouldn't wear anything very provocative, but my baby sees me naked, being natural in your own skin. And back then, I didn't notice that because then also, like, the person I was with, if I wore something, anything provocative, it made me feel like like I wasn't supposed to do that. Or I was like, you're you're a mom. You're not supposed to wear stuff like this. Like, what? I can't wear tank tops and crop tops. The same Uh, same pictures you'd like on Instagram with other girls on. Oh, okay. (laughs) the mom shaming is crazy okay Okay. so another question true or false asking for help is a sign of weakness no okay you say false but do you ask for help to a certain degree okay i ask for help far as like um you know, pose something as a advice or something. Like, I ask you and meek things on, like, mother advice, you know what I'm saying? But I won't personally ask anybody help uh, financially. Uh, that's just a very Why? big thing with me. I just I just Why? feel like I can work for it on my own. I just, I'm never, um, I've always got things on my own. So for me, I never, I, I never ask anybody for anything. Maybe because Growing up, when I used to ask my mom for things, I hate to hear the word no. So when I needed help with something and she told me no, it was always me going to figure it out on my own. So I just developed that habit, even as an adult, where if it's financially, I'll figure it out. I won't ask anybody because I always figure it out. Now, as far as like asking for help, advice and stuff like that, or I don't know what, babysitting or something like that. I'm okay with that. Okay. What about when things are overwhelming? Do you say, do you take a moment to be like, you know what? This is a bit much. Let me hit my girls up. Let me hit somebody up. Like, do you do that? Um, 
Because in my opinion, I, probably, I don't think I do. probably in a certain situation, I, uh, <laughs> I probably re- react in uh in the act of it depends on the situation. But I don't know. I'm so like I said, I'm so used to you know dealing with things on my own. Where it's like if I do ask people on their advice, it's probably after it already happened, and I just try to get a per- different perspective going into a situation like that next time. And I know that's something I have to work on, but it's just, it's just something that is um, new to me to really ask people for help. You know, growing up, I really didn't have that many people to ask for help either. I'm so, y'all know me, I'm always doing stuff on my own. Y'all be like, I'm I'm always doing this, doing this, doing this. And then I'll tell everybody after it already occurred. So So. I got, I I, I was told something because I'm the same way. If Mm -hmm. I can't figure it out, by the time that I ask for help, it is the last resort. Sure. Like it, I have come to my end and I'm like at this point, like desperate if I ask for help. Yeah. But my boyfriend said this because I was talking about how like when I'm going through something, I don't like to ask my dad for help, even though he's right there. He's helping. He, mm-hmm. He's willing to help. But I'll try to make sure I can do it. And show my independence and do it on my own. But what he said was that I'm taking the opportunity for my dad to be my dad by not asking for help. It's like that's what he's there for. And I feel like that's what our friends are there for. So if you're not going to utilize your friends and ask for help when you need it, then it's like, well, we could have made this easier for you. And when he said that, like literally a light bulb went off. I was like, oh, my God, like you absolutely right. Good job, boyfriend. Yeah, good job, boo, because I was like, <laughs> I, I just don't like asking for help. But at the same time, it's like some of my friends, when they've asked me for help, I jump at the opportunity because th- that's my nigga. I'm going to help you out. Like, I got you. Like, what you need? There's been yeah. friends who've asked me to pay light bills or whatever. I got you. Because I'm the See, type of and person. And that's the I'm thing. Not- yeah, that's the thing. Oh, not to cut you off. I'm sorry. But that's the thing. When I have friends... I'm okay with my friends asking me for help. Like I, I can do that, but it would. But when it boils down to me, it's just because it's 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 this ongoing developed habit from being young and always doing it by myself. Like um, for some reason, I always figure it out. <laughs> like I always, it, it always, doesn't matter it, what it is. It just always. If you put the pedal to the metal, mom gonna figure it out. I'm sure. You know you. what? And, and I get, and I also understand that it feels good once you figure that shit out and you make it work and you didn't have to ask anybody for help. But at the same time, like, why put yourself through so much stress when you could ask someone for a little bit of help? Because when it comes to stress, baby, I'm numb to it now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So another true or false question is the last one. Okay. True or false, mothering comes naturally. I remember they told me that. What the fuck? I was like, um, it's so, uh, <laughs> this blows my mind. False. Absolutely false. That's not true. Okay. Um, some, some people don't even know how to be moms. It's not like you, they, they say, you know, you give birth to the baby and then it's like instantly mommy instincts. And then you have this like beautiful little baby in your hand and you I looked at mine and I'm like, oh my God, she's a beautiful baby. Sat there in the hospital for three days, went through that process, got home, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, am I doing right. things right? I'm not doing things. Like, I don't, like, I just, like, at that, I mean, when you're a baby, it's kind of, you kind of, when you're a kid, you kind of think back 
on certain things that helped you, you know, that mom did. But then when you're that little, you don't, I don't know. I can't remember when I was that fucking little and I seen what my mom did or anything. And my mom never talked to me about babies, sex, nothing. Right. So anything of that sort. So me going home, you know, the day being released and waking up the next day with a baby. And I'm like, I questioned myself, like, am I being a good mom? Am I, am I being a good enough mom? Like, am I doing these things correctly? And like, I literally sometimes cry myself to sleep. Girls try to start reading books and some things come natural. Like mommy, you got mommy instinct, I feel like, but like, you know, you instantly become a mom. Absolutely freaking not. There's no fucking, there's no way. And whoever says they do are liars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cause I was going to say that it came naturally to me. Really? So you're yeah. a liar. No, just <laughs> <laughs> it really, like, I, I don't know what it was. I, I, I want to hear, elaborate, please. Okay. So I feel like having a midwife prepared me for a lot. I feel like that's a whole different experience. Yeah, it was a completely that's different true. That's true, because, like, I don't... It, it actually, give me a little recap on your your midwife, because okay. I didn't have that. So, I did not like my doctor experience. My OB, I just did not appreciate my visits. Like, okay, I feel like every every mom knows what it's like to make an appointment to go see your doctor. You get there five, ten minutes before your appointment. You sign in, you fill out all the paperwork, and you sit there for like 30 to 45, maybe up to an hour before you are seen by a nurse and taken into a room where you sit for another 15, 20, 30 minutes. And then this little nurse comes in and she t- she weighs you, you pee, and then you sit there for like another hour <laughs> And then your doctor comes and in. I just don't get that process. That process doesn't make no, sense to me. It's, it's like so it's the stupid. same exact thing with every everybody. Well, every time. Like, why is this a shared experience? Why can't we just go and be seen when we're supposed to be seen? Yeah. Like, why? And then, you know, you're finally seen by your doctor, and it's like a 10-minute appointment. Like, and you spent hours waiting. And you spent the whole day at the doctor. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> if my appointment was at 2, I'm walking out that hoe at 5.30. And it's like, my whole day is right. gone. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, and and with, you know, Prince's dad being, he's super tall. He's seven foot three. He was playing, you know, in the NBA at the time. So he's more excited to talk to him about sports and whatever the fuck. And I'm sitting there like, hey, <laughs> pregnant woman here. Like, what the fuck? So... Once I decided to fire my OB and hire a midwife, it just changed everything. And she just basically put everything in the most simplest terms. Like when, you know, she made sure after Prince was born that I was breastfeeding correctly. Like, oh, his latch is cool. Okay, good. Now when he cries, you know, this cry means this, this cry means that. So I was able to like recognize what certain cries meant, where I felt like my when my maternal instincts like kicked in, like, oh, you got this girl. But I will say having Prince at home and then, you know, I, my mom was there, his dad was there, but when they both left and it was just me and the baby, I was a bit worried, but you know, I just kind of tapped into everything that my midwife taught me. She was really dope. I mean, I get, I'm now, I mean, now that you like, kind of like, you know, give me a little insight of like your process of, you know, um, giving birth and stuff. 
it, it does help when you have a little more knowledge on like what's going to happen when this happens or the whole latching thing. Like mine was like, instant. I, for one, my, my ass, don't judge me. I still have my piercings in. So the nurse and them are trying to like take those out and trying to get the baby to latch. I'm like, this is difficult. She wouldn't latch. I was panicking. She was hungry. She was crying. Like a lot of stuff like kind of freaked me out. It was like, yeah. none, of, none of it was instinct for me because like, yeah, I, you know, you look at a couple of books and you watch a couple of movies and it's like, yeah, it's, it's not the same. Um, The midwife, uh, I will. If well, I let me was tell to you. Ever have another kid, which <laughs> don't really is in my plan. Uh, but I will say I will be more prepared. I mean, I'm yeah. already a mom. So like, it's not like I will, you know, I'm already prepared. And then but I, I would definitely but I think, try the midwife thing because I feel like yeah. that's a whole different experience. Like, um, let, let me tell you, my midwife appointments were 90 minutes. Like wow. I would go to her house and I have 90 minutes to just talk and learn and ask questions. She's right there. She's talking to me only. She's not worried about wow. somebody in, in the next room who's waiting on her. No, it's literally like one-on-one. So every question that I had, she was like, you know, and even if she didn't have the answer, she would find the answer. And that was just such That's a comforting good. thing. And not to mention you know, she had five kids and was pregnant with her six. So I'm so like, yeah, she has experience. I trust it. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. So yeah, so it, it it came a bit naturally to me, but with the help of like I, I was just prepared differently. And I feel like if I was in the hospital and I had that experience, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know how things would have been. Like once I got home, I probably would have been like you, like okay, so. <laughs> What yeah, I'm do with baby, seven pound baby, um, diapers, <laughs> clothes everywhere. Yeah, um, how, how actually, how, how many pounds was with pounds and inches was Prince when he was born? Prince was seven pounds. Okay, and you know what? Let me say this real quick. My doctor, which was a man, okay, which should have been like red flag because I feel like not saying that male doctors are not, they don't know what they're doing, but it's just something about a woman that understands the anatomy a bit differently about the body Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. so when I was a baby I was nine pounds three ounces his dad was Mm -hmm. a 10 pound baby and so in hit in the doctor's head he's like oh you're gonna have a big baby so we should like plan to have um you know a c-section and I'm like section I am two months pregnant and you're talking about having a c-section in six months like what are we talking about and so Prince ended up being seven pounds even, 22 inches long. And wow. like, I literally, I didn't even push. She came out after like, I thought I had to fart or poop or some shit and <laughs> popped out. And it was like, oh, baby's here. Okay, let's go. So yeah, it was seven yeah. pounds. How much How much did Lyric weigh? Um, I want to say Lyric was also seven pounds, but she was 22 inches. Mm-hmm. She was long. Lyric came actually um, a whole week early. Her due date wasn't until sep- September 24th. She came on September 17th. She kicked a hole in my bag. So oh. I was like, I was leaking for a couple days. And then I didn't know. To me, I thought it was, I was thought it was something else. Um, you thought it was but, wet, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I, thought it was, 
you know, when you're pregnant, you stay, you stay juiced up for really Yeah, you stay juiced up. So I went, I was like, then one day it was just like too much at once. I'm like, nah, this isn't normal. So this is me preparing. I would call my sister. She was like, okay, we got to have to check you in. Girl, I went to Olive Garden. I want to go eat anything I wanted because she was like, once you get in there, once you get in there, you ain't going to be able to eat nothing. I was like, okay. At the time, I wanted pasta. I love their pasta for some reason. I wanted their their angel hair. Like, it was like garlic Mm -hmm. pasta. I don't know. I kept eating pasta. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I have to get this pasta because she was like, you're not going to be able to eat. I was like, shit. About to eat all this before we go. <laughs> Yo, I ate. So I went to church and I was having like really strong Braxton Hicks contractions and my mm-hmm. stomach was just like super hard and then it would like relax. And I was like, all right. He came I think his due date? Uh, no, his due date was March 28th. He came March 24th. Oh, okay. Just a few days. Um, and honestly, I wish he would have stayed in there a little bit longer. Like I would have been cool with the, um, <laughs> I would have been cool with the April 1st, April 2nd, like, cause I'm oh. December 1st. So I was thinking like April 1st, you know, keep the, push it, go ahead and push it. it to the one, one. Yeah. But after church, I went to Brio and I got me some crab cakes and some angel hair, garlic pasta with the, uh, mm. the salmon fire. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think this is like the last like meal meal Meal. that I'm going to have before he gets here. And sure enough, um, I ate the leftovers and that morning I woke up to labor. So, but I mean, I had Prince at home. I could eat whatever. So I was like, yeah, I wanted wanted French fries and like food and shit. So I wasn't really like, yeah, I I ate anything I wanted when I was pregnant. What about you? No, I, okay. I actually Did was very skinny. I lost so much weight when I was pregnant, which is another really? reason why. Girl, let, all right. So that was the reason why I had to let my doctor go. Because every time I came back, every time I came back for my appointment, I was like seven pounds lighter. Every single time. Like, Every two weeks, I'm coming, and I'm like, oh. Uh, Were you stressed when I, at all? Not really. It was like when I found out I was pregnant, I was 139 pounds. And I remember thinking, like, oh, that's the heaviest. Like, I'm usually, like, 130. So when I was mm. 139, I'm like, what the hell? And when I took the pregnancy test, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe it's because I'm pregnant. This is why I'm 139. It's about to go up. Yeah. Uh, and then I... I remember them weighing me once I finally had my appointment and I was like 131. And I was like, mm. oh, okay. Uh, and then the next appointment, I was 125. And then the next appointment, I was 119. And I'm like, yo, what's, yeah, going, what's going on? on? <laughs> yeah. Like my, my face was like super small and like sunken in. My arms were getting small. My legs, everything. Like I was losing my ass and my thighs. So I'm like. I start freaking out. And I was. And so every yeah. time after waiting all this time in the waiting room and I finally got the doctor here and he's talking to, you know, the baby dad. And I'm like, yo, hello, I'm losing weight here. Don't you see this on the chart? Like, are you not alarmed? Like, right. Hello. Hello. And Tell me anything. 
Give me and some- <laughs> he didn't have shit to say. He was like, oh, you know, some women just lose weight when they're pregnant. Okay, but no, don't just tell me that. Like, say, you know what? Hey, let's get your blood work. Let's take another test on, like, do let's something. See, let's see what's going on. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I remember being four months pregnant and I was 113 pounds. I was all belly. 113 pounds. I am 5'9". That is crazy. Dang, crazy loss weight. That's crazy because mine is the total opposite. My doctor is like, you need to slow down on your summer fruit. Gaining weight pretty fast. I'm like... Ah. But uh, for me, I feel like I wasn't... It wasn't all fruit because I was eating... I worked at a bakery when I was pregnant. I worked literally my whole pregnancy. So... um. I would get up in the morning when I, w- I would go in like at three in the morning until like noon to, you know, get the breakfast stuff and make cakes and stuff before like orders was done. Girl, I was yeah. in there eating the whole time. <laughs> Cookies, cake all day. Like, yeah, I was. I, I was wish. There. Yeah. Girl, I had to I had to make meal plans like it wasn't that morning sickness just really took me out, but. It was just, of course, like there were some things that my body was like, girl, if you don't get away from that yeah. chicken before we throw up right now, that, it, was, yeah. it, was a, it was some of that. But even after the morning sickness like went away, it was still really tough for me to eat. I had to make meal plans and like really mm-hmm. make it a point like, OK, girl, get up, make you some eggs, grits, toast, turkey bacon, like. I think you had to force yourself to eat in the way. I had to. I had yeah. to. But my midwife, she, you know, she, um, t- she sent me to get some more tests done. She was like, "You're okay, but you know, you just need to really make a an effort to eat." And she helped me with a meal plan. Like it was just something different that the doctor just wasn't even trying to do. And like, it was whatever. just something that simple where she's like, "Okay, X, Y, and Z, bam." Yeah, we fixed it. <laughs> yeah, like she, she, you know, was able to figure it out and it's like okay I, I was testing for this and this is okay I was testing for that and that's okay so the next step is to make sure that your meal plan is giving you enough calories or are you eating empty calories so I was like yeah I get up and have like a bowl of cereal she was like cereal is literally like eating nothing and I was like yeah. oh <laughs> oh <laughs> okay <laughs> I wish I had known this my whole life like to this day well, I don't eat cereal because it's nothing what are some things that you ate when you were pregnant that like you were like absolutely not like it made you want to vomit every time whether it was like dairy or okay what is one thing that you dislike and then what is one of the things that you craved so prince's dad had a chef Mm -hmm. and so i remember that he would go outside on the balcony where our bedroom was and he would like pull the grill out and he's like grilling chicken, grilling steaks, and like making skewers and stuff. And I used to love it until I was pregnant. I was like, I don't want to smell mm. no, like, don't cook no meat around me. Yeah. I can't, the smell it of stinks. it, I can't take it. But yeah. I love, I love popsicles. Give me mm. anything icy and slushy and Did you just use to eat ice? ice? Ice. Yeah, I used to eat chips. I used to go to I used to go to Sonic because they have that oh. crushed ice. Come on, I still eat that ice. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic ice, Sonic slushies, um, Dairy Queen slushies, and I used to get like popsicles by the pound, like tons Dang. of it. 
But that my midwife was like, you eating this much cold shit is basically you have a iron deficiency. And she mm-hmm. told me what iron pills to get that would actually like help me because some iron pills will constipate you and have you out here losing. Was, no, yeah, no. Con- uh, iron pills constipate me, period. I couldn't take those. They tried to give me those in, in the hospital and I'm literally, no. I, was, no, she, I couldn't use the bathroom. Re- Girl, she recommended a kind to me that I felt no different. It just really changed my appetite. And I was like, oh, see, this is why I fucks with her. That's why I'd rather give her my money than the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, real quick, I want to know, because, you know, this is our new thing. We in season two. <clears throat> I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what songs you are listening to. What's new? Um... For me, it's still been, you've been asking this every week, and I swear it's like, it's been like kind of in the same realm because I don't know something on um, Apple Music. What they do right now is like, it was like when you play a song or you type in a song, it'll just play like just a bunch of random songs, I guess, that in that era, like if it's like 2002 or, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, I've been listening to Mario. Marcus Houston. Um, it's just been like a little Usher. It's still Usher because like I was in Usher first, and then it has like a little bit of Usher in there and Lloyd. It just has a little bit of everything. But I, I've I've really been listening to um, yeah, just a little bit of everything, all old school stuff because I feel like all the shit now. Like I'm working again at 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 work, and I'm hearing all this. I mean, of course, I like rap music and shit. It's like the same shit over and over again. So oh, like, yeah. When I'm at home, I don't want to hear that shit no more. I'm tired of hearing that. Like, even now when I'm coming home, sometimes I turn the music off. There's no music playing the whole ride home no. because I'm like, I Bro. want silence. I Yo. want silence. Yo, after working the pool during the day and then the club oh. at night, I would ride home either in silence or I'm playing jazz. I don't want to hear no lyrics. I don't want to no hear beat. no crazy beats. I just want... Something smooth or nothing at all. Like, bruh. Yeah. Uh, listening to my thoughts, the wind blows, something. I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm like, but I listen, I've been listening to a little bit of that, like 2002 era. Um, Usher, Mario. Um, yeah, when I'm getting ready for work and then, like, I get to work and I'm just blasting off, especially all this new shit. Some of this shit, I'm like, fuck this generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been listening to, okay, so I go through, I listen to a lot of the same shit over and over, but one of my favorite soundtracks of all time is the Waiting to Excel soundtrack. Um, And there's a song on there. For some reason, I was just kind of scrolling through the track list. And have you ever like gone back to an old album that's like from the 90s or the early 2000s and your favorite song is unavailable? Like for some reason you can't play that yeah, one song? But yeah, it's like Bruh, the songs that... of Aaliyah. I'd be like, why? Yes, yes. Like yeah. you're not, they're like, no, you're not getting this one song that you came here searching for. You can get out. <laughs> In this particular case, my favorite song on the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack is My Funny Valentine by Shaka Khan. And all of a sudden, after years of being unavailable, it's available. That's, I, I was why. like, girl, now. I don't know. Maybe because it's a maybe because it's a sample. I mean, it's a, a remake, a cover of a you know very popular song from 
way back in the day and maybe you know they didn't get clearance because of the lyrics or whatever yeah but it's available now to the point where i was so excited that i screen recorded it because oh yeah you like i can't find that hoe on youtube without it being like super sped up or like super slowed down to the point it doesn't even sound like sound like the same song anymore it doesn't sound like the same song i'm like you know what i'm gonna save this on my phone (laughs) um yeah though and so that's I, I like that with- soundtrack. Oh, I like that soundtrack too. My favorite one is uh sitting in my room, Brandy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> do you remember <laughs> we were recording one night and you just kept singing it over and over? I'm like, fuck, this shit is stuck in my head, bitch. Damn. It was stuck, it was stuck in my head too because I was listening to it. You know how I like to do. Um, what do you like to call it? Thirst trapping videos before we start. So. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. It was on repeat. It was yep. up in my room. <laughs> oh my god! Don't do that. Time, time, time be flying, man. That was literally around this time last year. Oh, and look, let me just tell you this, also, because I know you know you and me be talking shit about me liking title, but my funny Valentine is available on title. It ain't available on Apple Music or Spotify. So, Amen. <laughs> Title. You know, I, you had me download title and I never even go on there. It's like it's on my phone and I never go. I uh, think we went I, over there a couple of times during quarantine. I seen you posting stuff and then I tried to post some stuff and I'm like, I don't even have no friends on here besides Bethany. Look, title is just easy. I need them to come out with some merch so I can give me a title t-shirt, a, a dad what? hat, or some shit. A title t-shirt, you need a versus t-shirt hat. <laughs> A mic, you know, just Yo. go ahead and uh, cool it. dial, guys. Look, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I would like to work for both of those companies, um, which I've already had my experience with tight with um with versus with the Rick Ross and Two Chains versus. However, um, I don't know. So I watched versus last night, which was SWV versus Escape, and I just love you know, nostalgic moments and stuff like that. But like, I've said this before where I feel like it's supposed to be 20 hit records versus 20 hit records. And as as talented as SWV and as talented as Escape these groups are, I don't know 20 hit songs from them. And last night they proved that each group does not have 20 songs that as soon as the beat drop, you're like, oh, that's my shit. Like, oh, I've been like waiting to hear this song or I forgot about this song. That was the shit. I didn't have that many moments. I'm like, they playing songs. I'm like, I have never heard this in my life, my nigga. What are we doing? To the point where Candy, of course, she's talking about the songs that she has written for TLC, for Destiny's Child. And I guess that is supposed to count for one of their records. Um, I mean, does it count? That's okay, not a record together. That's solo. That's like B2K and then Omarion playing his songs. That's oh. what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. So this is what I, I think Versus should do. Okay. Versus, if you listening, look, <laughs> hit, hit me up if you think this is a great idea. <laughs> I think Versus needs tears. Where the top tier is the elite niggas, like the groups and the the artists who have so many hit records, you don't know what the fuck they're gonna play. 
They have so many songs to choose from that you're just going to tune in because you're just going to sit back and be like, oh, yeah, this shit. Oh, I remember that. Or, you know what I mean? And then there needs to be another tier where it's a group or artist where they have 10 songs versus 10 songs. And I feel like that opens it up to more people because you can be a, you know, you can be a huge escape fan or SWV fan, but if they come and they're bringing 10 songs, you're going to know each of those 10 songs that they play. True. Because people are like, oh yeah, I want to see Joe. And it's like, I can't name 20 Joe songs. As talented, as incredible he he is, same with Tyrese. I don't know 20. I can't name twenty. I can name ten, maybe. I can name I can name more Tyrese than Joe, right? Maybe, but Probably that's what I'm saying. Having us another tier of like having ten songs versus ten songs makes you bring your best ten. You're not gonna play some deep album cut that like a hundred yeah. people know. When yeah, why would you even pull that out when nobody knows what that song? That the, right. to me that part doesn't make sense. That that yeah. like. You want people to be like, oh, okay. You want to throw some, throw something in there, like, ha, right? What is this dog? Because the thing was, was with Rick Ross is that it was like, what twenty do we pick? What twenty mm-hmm. do we pick? That's what it's what supposed point? to be. You're supposed to make the fans be like, oh man, he didn't play this song. They didn't play that song. That's what you're supposed to leave the fans with. You're not supposed to be like, oh, I've never heard this shit. It was on oh, what soundtrack? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. Like, come on. So, uh, versus, versus. Hey, if, if, you know, I I just think there should be levels to this versus shit. Um, I also think, you know, we should have the songwriters do their thing. Um, You know, like Babyface and Teddy Riley had way more than 20 hits. We didn't know what they were going to put out. They have had um, versus where it was just only songwriters. And yes. I, I feel like that's how they all started in the beginning, right? It was like, um, well, it was, it was, it was Timbaland versus Swiss. Okay, that was the first like official versus. Like it was them kind of going, you know, calling each other out. Like, no, I got the best. I've, I've done the best production. I've done the best. Blah blah blah. And they were like going back and forth. Where Swiss honestly killed. I won't say he killed Timbaland, but he really brought some shit that I was like, oh shit. Because I thought Timbaland would have washed Swiss Beats, but he didn't. So yeah, I, it was a good one. That was a good. That was a good watch. But I will say though, um, Versus has an incredible like setup, and the set is beautiful. Like when Red Man and Method Man did their thing, it was dope. Yeah, SWV and, SWV and Escape was dope, but they were so far apart that they couldn't hear each other, so they could like interact and have banter back and forth, like. You could hear like Tiny, like I didn't even hear what she said. What she say? You could like hear wow. girls like, what she say? I can't hear them. Like, what's going? On? What? Oh, and dang. then like, you know, it was just really weird. So I think you know, uh, verses. If you're listening, um, maybe y'all should have like a rehearsal. <laughs> like, yeah, just go ahead and hire Miss uh, Anderson. <laughs> she's taking, um, you know, <sighs> look, we need she's a rehearsal. taking opportunities right now. So. Go ahead and she can. I'm available. You see how she just analyzed it from like tears to, you know what I'm saying? So she already then already been working and ain't even working yet. So go ahead and call Miss Anderson. She got y'all. Y'all, y'all partnered up with Triller. 
Y'all, the budget is y'all killing it with the sets. Wild. We need to figure out how to make this a, a real show to the point where, you know, these groups and artists that's going up against each other are really able to put on the show. And that once everything opens back up, that people are like dying to see them on tour. That's like what this sure. is all supposed to be about. The stream numbers supposed to go up and people are supposed to be like, you know what? I want to see this group or this person in concert, whatever. Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to up the shit instead of like making them look crazy because the sound ain't right or. Yeah, that part don't make sense. I feel like it's, that should have been already taken care of. In exactly. the beginning of this whole COVID thing, but yeah, yeah. Um, so I know it's Mother's Day, and we mentioned briefly, you know, about our mothers. I want to give you know us the floor to kind of give our mothers their flowers. So, what's your mom's name? Uh, Betty. Betty. Oh my God, that is my childhood nickname. I think I told you that. Um, yeah, and then like. We got the same freaking middle name. Yeah. Your name. middle your your name. my middle name is your my first, first, my name. first name. Yeah. Yes. I and that's so weird. My name is Bethany Elizabeth. Why do I have <laughs> Beths in my name? Like what were they thinking? Two long ass names. And look, and lo- long last name too. I, I had understand. To- <laughs> Bethany and make Elizabeth. sure you knew how to spell. They was like, oh, yeah, yes. she about to be a <laughs> I remember my great aunt coming to visit me, and I opened the door, and I was like, I know how to spell my middle name. She was like, hey, girl, nice to see you, too. The fuck? <laughs> nine. <laughs> nine whole letters, but I got it. Yeah, nine whole letters. Okay, so I want you to give Betty her flowers. All right. So for people who don't know, me and my mom relationship wasn't really you know really close um growing up um she had her own life and um she did some things and she had to you know um pretty much learn how who she was Betty and they you know growing up back then it's totally different how we raise our kids now um so she grew up in a different way and was, you know, thought, you know, the same thing she did with her kids and she lived her own life. And we've had our differences. And, um, when I was the younger me charged her for the things, you know, the lack of mother she was, um, as I got older, I, we tend to develop, I tend to develop, you know, um, passion and understanding, um, of what she went through and grew up on. And um, I would like to give my mom her flowers on, you know, giving effort on trying to be a better mom now as I'm older. Also being a better grandmother, showing me that I could be a better grandmother than she was a mother. Um, so I really commend her on that because um, you know, I want to give her flowers, you know, mom, I love you, you know, um, yeah, the fact that I can see her be more affectionate with Lyric than she was with me, it kind of helps me live through that when I was a kid. So the fact that when I see that, it kind of 
gives me back that soft spot that I never got when I was a kid. And it, and it helped, it actually helps me in a way now where I was like, okay, she didn't understand it then, but now that she's, she's, she's willing to, to change just so she can be a better grandmother. And, uh, we've had conversations too. So it's like, um, it's better now. We actually call each other and, and, you know, check on each other, um, every once in a while say I actually have a question. I love you now mm. so that's big that's really big would you consider your mom a friend we're working on that okay um because I feel like you guys know me more than my own mom does um you guys know more personal things about me than my mom does you guys are more easier to talk to than my mom you know what I'm saying so like my mom still has her ways where she's stubborn you know what I'm saying so like we look at certain things um in a different perspective I feel like um she's still kind of stuck in her ways even though like her being more um emotion like like showing like more affection is good and I like seeing that but when it com still comes to like that communication aspect of like even trying to dig back into what what went down you know what i'm saying like she's uh yeah. defensive so it's not i, I feel like friends aren't friend, friends can be defensive but they're still easy to talk to um so i wouldn't say like a friend we're, we're working on that so yeah okay that's fair yeah so um, betty you have flowers happy mother's day love ya did you get her <laughs> anything for mother's day you send yeah, her anything or yeah, I got her a card, gift card, um, and some flowers. Okay. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, I, I feel bad, but I didn't get my mom anything. Um, I mean she's so far away though, right? Yeah, she's back in North Carolina. So I mean, at the very least I could have sent her, but this week was just so all over the place that I forgot to put it in the mail. Like I literally have her card sitting over here, like on the table. <laughs> I didn't, Just I didn't put a stamp on it. it. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, here's the card I forgot to send. But I talked to her. Talked to her a couple times today. Yeah. Um. So, Camelia Anderson, I want to give you your flowers. Um. You know, I always thought you were very mean when I was a kid. But, <laughs> you know, I had to apply grace and understanding to how you grew up and your relationship with your mother, mm -hmm. which um, I understand now that you were parenting out of a bit of fear. And the way that my mom was raised was very tough. Like she was one out of six children. Um, she grew up in the projects, like she grew up fighting. I came into this world a very sweet and sensitive child and I didn't need that sort of toughness, but I'm going to give her her flowers because I understand that she was really parenting the only way that she really knew how. The only example that she was really given from mm -hmm. her mother. Um, once she realized what type of child I was, the type of child <laughs> she was raising, I think she softened up a bit and allowed me to really like grow and come into my own and not really like try to toughen me up like there was no reason to make me tough that wasn't my environment I didn't live in a 
in a neighborhood or in a situation where I needed to be this tough chick to, you know, I'm not fighting every day. The, the toughest thing I did was like play sports. So mm-hmm. I didn't need to be like this tough kid. And I want to give her flowers because she's an incredible grandmother. Like you were saying, it's, it's something about watching your mom or watching your dad, you're watching your parents be grandparents and do things mm-hmm. for them that they never did for you. It's, I mean, you it's may different. feel a way about it. You may feel a way about it, but because it's your child, you're like, you know what? This is dope. This is a really yeah. incredible thing to see. And it's showing growth in them. Mm-hmm. My mom wasn't affectionate. And so to see her so affectionate with my child, I, I just think it's so dope. It's and, beautiful. Yeah. It's and beautiful. yeah, it, it was nice. She was uh, living with me here in Vegas for about three and a half years. She recently moved back to North Carolina and her presence is definitely missed. Um, Cause Aww. she helped me out. She helped me out so much. And my God, like for that, she deserves her flowers, which is crazy. Her name is Camellia, which is a flower. And she hates oh, flowers. <laughs> yeah. She hates flowers. I'm with her. I don't hate flowers, but I don't really care for flowers. Like, flowers to me, I don't know. Then this might sound a little wild. People hear me saying this. Um, like, people give me flowers and, like, I'm appreciative of them, um, you know, why they're here. But to me, it's like how you feel about the relationship. They're there and then they'll die. So I don't ah. like flowers. <laughs> <laughs> but you know so, I, I, have, I had to think about like why flowers are a thing you have you ever heard the story about why brides carry flowers down the aisle no go ahead and tell me okay so that won't be the back. one i won't be one of those but you're not <laughs> so way back in the day when you know niggas ain't have access to baths like on a you know a everyday bath situation, they had to go and like get water and heat it up and take a bath like maybe once a week or once every few days. You know, I would have died. So, on their wedding day, they would clean up and then use flowers. They would hold flowers to mask their like scent because niggas was stank back in the day. Oh uh, yeah, so that's where the flowers came from. It's like. It's my big day. I'm getting married. I want to smell nice. So instead of like having a perfume or whatever, the flowers are supposed to make them smell great. So that's where the whole flower thing comes from. I mean, can um, we change that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we can change our own rules, right? Like do we I have mean, to walk down the aisle with flowers? We like why have can't to. it be something else? Or yeah. We don't have to. I get why, you know, it's like a tradition like back in the day, you know, we still have couples that jump the broom because, you know, back in slavery to signify like a union, yeah, black true. people would jump the broom and people are still doing that, which is weird. When I see white people jump the broom, I'm like, what are no, you doing? Why do, uh, I, you know what? I'm not even going <laughs> to dive into that. But, you know, it's a a tradition. Um, But, yeah, I I like flowers. I understand, like, you know, they're beautiful and then they are going to die. But for the moment, they are very gorgeous. Like, we go to Meeks and she always has, like, flowers on her. She got flowers. You got plants. Y'all very earthy with these. Y'all going to come over here. Y'all going to see fake ones. And that's no, just real. No, you just moved. I already got something. I'm bringing you a plant. Okay, you know I'm bringing you a plant. We're gonna. Am I supposed to water that thing? But I'm gonna give you a plant that's easy to maintain. Okay. Right. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna send you pictures. And if it die, that's a wrap. <laughs> How about this? Whenever I come over, I'm gonna remind yeah, you. Like, hey, you know what? In that in that case, I'll just give you a key. <laughs> there we go. You actually, we need to do that anyway. Now that we live yeah, closer to each other, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a spare, and you need to give me a spare for yeah. emergency situations. <laughs> we do. And, and uh, I, 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 I need to give you a copy too. of give you a copy of my car key because them oh, niggas yeah, are I have the expensive. Yeah. And also, yeah. I'm gonna I'm make a little envelope and I'm like, here, in case of emergency, you rip this bitch open. <laughs> take that. Right, you so, over there cooking, I'm gonna take that key out anyway. They know emergency. Wait a minute. Every time. <laughs> no, we're not gonna abuse this. <laughs> it's dinner time. Hello, I'm here. Okay. okay, look, so our red light special, real quick. If you guys have a question for the ladies of the Crazy Sexy Cool podcast, shoot us a DM at Crazy Sexy Cool Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or shoot us an email at Crazy Sexy Cool Pod at gmail.com, and we just may answer your question on our show. So for Mother's Day, I thought this was really appropriate. Um, Kita from Detroit, she said, Who is your favorite celebrity mom? <laughs> Ooh, go first, I, brother, because I have, two. I have to dig deep for this. Oh, you have two? Good, because I have to dig yeah. deep for these. Okay, so currently, my two favorite celebrity moms is Sierra. Okay. And the other is Vanessa Bryant. I Okay. And which is cool, because they're actually friends, and I love their friendship and how they support each other, and especially Sierra being there for Vanessa after losing a child and her husband. I just think it's something very special about how she is just like from what we see on social media I'm going to put that disclaimer in there. She looks like a great friend. And from what Vanessa yeah. said, Sierra and she, you know, also says Lala as well. They have just really been there for Vanessa in her time of loss. Um, and first of all, Sierra's kids are like so cute. Like me and Sierra me and Sierra are pregnant at the same time. So our kids, uh, her little future and Prince are the same age. Uh, but, you know, she has uh, Sienna. Is that her daughter's mm-hmm. name? The, 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 the new baby. Yeah. No, the, the, the little girl. And then the baby baby is like giving me ultimate baby fever right now. The baby, his name is Wynn. Uh, <gasps> oh, my God. He's so cute. cute. Oh it's, my god. I don't know. I think it's like the sandy hair for me. Like the sandy red hair they have. Like, like it's so yeah. cute. Like yeah. that, that, that dark brown, reddish. Yeah. Yeah. Reddish yeah. Hair. Yeah. Princess hair is like that. Like when the light yeah, hits it's like, like are are you a redhead kid? <laughs> I, I, I think love that's that. Cute. Yeah, but that little so cute. like that little baby Win is just Win Wilson. What a name. Like <laughs> That child is so gorgeous. And every time she posts a video, I'm just like, oh, my God. I want another baby. But I need to wait. I need to wait. See, Bethany having baby fever. I'm not. (laughs) But. (laughs) Okay. So tell me. Tell me who's your favorite celebrity mom. I mean, you know, I don't really be paying attention to people's lives sometimes. You know, if I see it on the internet, I'm like, oh, cute. You know. 
Like Vanessa Bryan and uh, Sierra, those are good ones. Um, I don't really see them that much. I don't really dig into dig, you know, dig into it. I kind of like I just follow, yeah, follow so them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Lauren, Lauren London. Okay, of course. Um, because she, because she, you know, LA, you know, you already know. Yeah. Um, because she, you know, she gives you a little bit and she, you know, she, and then she shares what she wants to share. She doesn't kind of same, similar to me. The kids are so cute. Um, and she, she also takes care of kids that's not hers, you know, and still right. with the whole situation of, you know, the passing of the dad and, um, Nip, RIP Nip. And um, she's just still, she's still just, you, you, you know she's hurting and she sees him everywhere just like Vanessa, but she still shows she's this, vibrant, this vibrant shine through all of this and still staying positive through it all. And I like that because it, it shows that, that strength in her. And, you know, I, I feed off that as well, you know, being, you know, single moms out here, we got to be strong, got to keep pushing. So yeah, yeah it, it was Lauren for me. Lauren London, Lauren. that's a good one. Yeah. Before we close this out, do you have a quote for us this week? Yeah, we'll keep it real cute and simple today. It's like a Mother's Day quote. It says, "A mother is like a flower; each one is beautiful and unique in its own way." Happy Mother's Day! Boop, I know that's right. We're all <laughs> so unique, so different. Thank you to everyone that has tuned in. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed to us on YouTube because uh, watching us is very different. It's a good experience to see our facial expressions. And because sometimes you may not hear us talking, but to see our facial expressions and like what we're actually reacting to oh, is we, we, different. We, <laughs> it's funny as shit. Because we're actually friends. Some of the yeah. you know the looks that we're giving is like it tells another story. I'm just it saying. does. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the energy we read. Yes, we're reading. And then the- we know we know each other. Yes, we know ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All yeah. right. Thank you to everyone that has tuned in, and until next week, we'll see you next time. We out. Bye. Bye. Bye.